0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums Podcast, the home of Scottish Football Banter.
1: Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums Podcast. We are at Season 12, Episode 47. Uh I'm John, and we've got a treat in store because the other John is on again tonight. How you doing?
2: I love how you refer me as a treat. I don't know if um, other people um, see it that way.
1: You know, I'm getting deja vu, are you? He said the same thing last week as well. <laughs> um, I'm not pleased
2: to be back on uh, two weeks in a row.
1: Right, it's good. And Josh, how are you doing?
2: Howdy, JJ. You right. And
1: I'm we right, have a doctor babe. in the house. How you doing, John? Nice to have
0: you. Nice to
1: be here. Good to see you, Grant. I not know no I was going to see you, but <laughs> you know what I mean. It's, good it's a late shift. It's a late
0: shift for the doctor here. So yeah, we're all good.
1: <laughs> it's like Lawrence Shankland here. I'll
0: late caller.
3: It's, uh, it's uh, John. It's a shame. He's not the fucking type of doctor I need, mate. I'm I'm still sitting at about maybe about eighty five percent. I mean, my voice my voice is gone. Uh, that that's like typical, every international break, you know, the voice is, is is gone by probably about 20 minutes into the first half. Um
1: Grant, you'll be lucky, it's that kind of doctor he's looking for and not someone to check his pisser <laughs> after the other week,
3: <laughs> um, for those that heard
1: the podcast, so. I don't
3: know if you heard that one, Grant, uh, that episode, but I'll tell you about it after if you haven't. I
0: will. I'll need to catch up on this. One <laughs> of
1: the strangest stories possibly told on the podcast. Um, yes. Right. Okay. So we'll get going. Scotland, Cyprus on Saturday. Start to the campaign. What was the general consensus? First of all, on starting lineup. Any surprises for any of you guys in terms of the lineup?
2: The only real surprise was that um Ryan Jack was in the starting lineup. because whenever we discussed it, you know, we were thinking McTominay would start or maybe Lewis Ferguson would get a start because he's um club form. Um and that's no slighting Ryan Jack whatsoever. It's just that that was the preferred options that people were talking about. He was almost forgotten about and I didn't I didn't necessarily think it was the game for him um because we were expected to be in the front foot. But to be fair, he did a decent shift. Um, you know, we can't say um, he played badly, he did a fairly decent shift but obviously we'll talk later about the impact when he did go off but yeah, he did fine 7 out of 10
1: Oh, good. I was going to do ratings actually, get us to do ratings so that's a good start by you doing 7 out of 10 you've seen the script obviously <laughs> he, he, got some, he got some mixed reaction online in terms of performance but I would say that was probably just a thing with the, the team in general up to 87th minute, they'd probably all be getting like, fairly low marks um, for yourself, Grant did you find any kind of real surprises in the lineup?
0: Not really, to be honest. I mean, I think Steve Park picked players that are playing regular football. I mean, I personally would have liked to have seen Parson at right-back. I think Parson's a more natural fit. But to be fair to Aaron Hickey, you know, he's come into the team and he's done very well. Um, I thought he had a very good first half in the Saturday. I'm sure we'll come on to talk about the game uh, in a moment. But, you know, I agree with John. I think Jack being in the team was was a slight surprise. Um, I thought McTominay would have started the game, uh, but McTominay has been in and out of the Manchester United team. Uh, of course, with Casemiro obviously being in the club, he's been kind of in and out of that midfield in particular. But you know, to be honest, we I thought um, the balance of the team was quite solid. Um, you know, Adams on his own up front, you know, was was quite an interesting one. I thought would he play Dykes? Would he would he come off the bench? It was always going to be an interesting one. But you know. Jack was the major one, but, you know, on the whole, I thought it was a, a fairly solid lineup. up and ultimately, Clark was justified with a good performance and result.
1: Well, aye, good performance is maybe a bit debatable, but I professional, I would say.
0: I, I
3: think, um, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I know we'll come on to talk about it in more depth. I think good good performance can take on many meanings. Um, you know, I went into that game... Um, really hoping for goals, um, which was why I was a wee bit surprised at the the Jack and McGregor uh, midfield partnership in that game. Um, but I mean, not that I'm complaining, uh, because you know I, I do think that that they are a really, really effective partnership. Um, but I, I was surprised at how. Um, I don't want to say kind of how, how much. Our team set out to stifle the game because it didn't. But I, I think when you look at that team, you you think right, okay, this is a team that's going to try and keep control of the game and stifle it, and and you know get the ball, um, you know you know be able to get behind the ball, um, and and expect. I mean, that was a team that I would expect to see against Spain. Um, but you know, it. I mean, well, I mean, we'll come on to this, but. At absolutely no point on Saturday was I worried. Like not once. At not at any point during the game. I mean, well, there was one moment where Angus got slipped, but I think that was more more to do with the, the, the pitch than anything. Um and and for me, what that tells me then is that it is a good per- that that it was a good performance. Um wasn't tantalizing, you know, it wasn't six 0 and chances going in from every angle, but but it was, you know, a hundred percent controlled. We were never in any doubt of losing that game or drawing that game on Saturday. And that's you know that's all you're asking for in international football.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, Cyprus were just um they were very, they were a very poor team. You could see it, like in the first five minutes they were not going to be a threat. At no, I'm um, with you. Um at no point did I feel under threat, even when we weren't creating much in the second half and there was a long a period in the second half where not much was happening, but no point was I thinking, oh God, what if Cyprus get back in? I had no fear in it at all. I think, John, I mean, the, the
3: thing is, I mean, I think we made them look not a good team, because I mean, I mean, right, they're not, I mean, they're not in um, world, they're not, they aren't a good team, Cyprus, they're not a particularly good team, but do you know what, they're, they're not minnows, they're not a San Marino, I mean, they're probably at a par with the kind of Faroe Islands or uh, Lithuania or something, well, maybe not Lithuania, but, you know, th- th- those kind of teams that sit, you know, kind of 80th to 60th in the world rankings. Um, and, and, you know, years gone by, we might have about, have witnessed this struggle against those teams. Um, and I think it's a, probably a testament to Steve Clark and the team that we made them look very, very average.
1: Yeah, you only have to look at the last time we played them I and we managed to get a 2-1 win at home, got a last-minute winner. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, from, from my side in the game, you know, I think the only real danger was the fact that it took us quite a long time to get the second goal. I mean, obviously, it took us a bit of time to open the score, and I think we were kind of knocking at the door without really battering Cyprus. I thought we were controlling the game, and then, obviously, we did get the opening goal halfway through the first half, and you're thinking if floodgates is going to open, they'll come 2-3 very quickly, but... You have to give sort of Cyprus a little bit of credit. They did make it very difficult for us to kind of combat them a bit. I also thought uh, their goalkeeper had a couple of very good saves as well. Um, and I thought we were a little bit disjointed um, at times as well. But we did work away. And of course, Clark used to, used and utilised the bench to his full advantage and obviously was rewarded in the second half. And sure we'll come on to talk about it in a moment. But I agree with the boys. I, I, I wasn't feeling any threat in the game. Apart from the fact that maybe we lacked a little bit of pro- we were a little bit profligate at times. But, you know, ultimately, you know, we haven't had a, a stellar performance, but it's a solid win. It's a 3 0 win. Yes, we're going to have to step up for the match against Spain, but, you know, you have to get better. And sometimes you don't want to go out uh, with a big win too early because you can peak too early in this group. And there's a long way to go in this group. And, you know, obviously, tomorrow night is going to be probably the biggest test in the group. But, you know, we always do well against the better teams and we sometimes go into this with a bit of a siege mentality with there's nothing to lose. And I think that might benefit us a wee bit because with the Cyprus game, home game first, there's the expectation that you have to get the three points. Ultimately, we got that.
1: It's interesting that we clocked, was talking earlier, I obviously expect, as most of us do as well, that we'll be working in a different shape, more defensive-minded. Whether that will be maybe we'll just like just try and pull a fast one. And then we come out all guns blazing early on, but I doubt it. I think it will be a cautious approach. Um, it'd be interesting to see whether there's many changes. There'll obviously be a guaranteed one change. Um, with Shea Adams getting injured, we shall see what happens. Um, I, I
3: but... think I'd, I'd be interested, you know, just on that, John, with, with, with Shea going out, I, I, would, I would have been interested to see if Adams had been fit. What striker Clark would I went with? Um, because you know it is got like you're saying it is going to be a bit of a, you know, it is going to be a bit of a under the cosh tomorrow night. Um, it is going to be a siege kind of thing. Um, and um, yeah, I I think that I, I mean for me, I would have put. I would have put Dykes up top against Spain anyway um, because I just think he's a focal point and he'll ragged all the back four. Um, but, you know, Berhan's been forced now anyway with Adams dropping out. So um, it would have been interesting to know how Clark intended to line up against Spain um, before um, losing Adams.
1: I think on that note, from all accounts, um, Spain had difficulty against Sorloff on Saturday. Spain, obviously, for convincing winners.
3: Hey, hey um, but by the way, by the way, something I picked up on, but when I'm going off, peace here a wee bit. But I don't know if you've seen Spain. They won literally, basically, in the exact same fashion we did. One an er, an early goal, and then kind of stifled it the rest of the game, and then two goals by a sub after the 80th minute.
2: Difference was Norway had a couple of really good chances. Um, Kepa made a good save in the first half, but there was one. Was it's a lot that missed a chance in the second yes. half. Um, that's a that's a big opportunity. And Norway are missing Holland as well. Um, I think, I mean, I agree with um, John, it is going to be a more cautious approach um, to, tomorrow night. I don't think there's any question that we're playing a much better side. But Spain can be got as well. I don't think they're great defensively. Um, I think they can be got at the right moment. Obviously, I'm not expecting all of us to just go all attacking against them. But if we play in a controlled manner and hit them in the counter... They Can be got I
1: at. Mean, they're obviously a team in transition as well. When you look at the squad they are in the World Cup compared to now, there's, I think there's only about 10 of them left. So they're obviously going for a new approach as well. Maybe not as Spanish tiki taka style as what they have been previously. Um, a bit bit more to this team in terms of they'll have a plan B and adapt the way that they play. Though um, know, I still expect them to come tomorrow and have majority of the ball. Um, Performance-wise, then, so if you cannot do the ratings out of 10, quickly, I and mean, discuss the players, obviously, in context. Angus Gunn, I mean, He didn't really have much to do. Like, does not really much to say, is I, I, there? I
3: agree, I agree with John. I'd give a six. Um, not out of badness for the boy, but, I mean, six is the standard rating that you give to a player who's done nothing yep. spectacular, but you didn't have to do anything spectacular. Totally agree.
0: Uh, I've been,
3: I'm in agreement.
1: That was a nice and easy one. Um... Right, okay, a bit more so in terms of the other players, they did a bit more so we can obviously talk about them a bit. So the right wing back situation with Hickey, now this is a player that I've seen, you always see this on social media, whatever player you look at, they get mixed reviews. I thought he had a really good game, there was a few complaints about him constantly turning back onto his left, the inside, I didn't think he was. He had a shot and goal from his right foot as well, he's comfortable on his right, Um. so I didn't really see the criticism there. Yeah, I'd,
3: I'd probably give him up, Probably give him a six, seven virgin on a six. Yeah, I'm uh, on seven with us. Yeah, I, I, don't think he was. Um, I don't think he was bad. He, he had a fairly decent game. I think one of the things that stifles the right back area a wee bit. I think the Patterson naturally is 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 a more attacking fullback than Hickey. Um I think yep. he's you know he has natural pace and he gets the after on. zone and I think that that suits us a wee bit more in the back five because you've got to remember that Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney are are regularly rotating. Um and that really suits them to get forward whereas the right back in, in our back five formation is having to do the role of a traditional kind of wing back and go up and down the pitch alone and he's getting a lot of his balls from Ryan Portis who you know is a good footballer but um you know it's not going to be doing the same kind of role that Kieran Tierney can do.
1: Yeah I think Portis only really got forward once that I can recall in open play and it might take a chance for Cyprus. So maybe no. yeah I mean I'm in agreement with Josh. Not... I
0: mean I mean I'm in agreement with Josh. I think I think Hickey was was actually really good in the first half. I thought he got forward quite a lot as he, as you said it, the shot on goal, goalkeeper made a good save. Um, he's obviously not a natural right back, which, you know, this is where I have the, the situation because neither Parson is a natural right-sided uh, part of the side. You know, he should play more regularly, but he's not getting the regular games for Everton, whereas the is for Brentford under Thomas Frank. Um, but I think he's a very versatile option to have in the team. And I didn't think he had a, a bad game at all. Um, I thought he was very solid. Um Obviously, you know, he might get better um, in other games. We'll see.
1: But, you know, certainly not a negative for me on him. To be fair, he yeah, playing right back for Bentwood. Yeah. Like, and he's played it... there all season, but mm. he's been injured. It,
2: it's weird. Um, I mean, I don't I don't think he had um, a poor game per se, but I don't think he had as great a game as some people are saying. Like, well, I came back, um, when I went back in the Canners last at the Radio and Craig Levine was saying that, um, you know, he was outstanding. I thought, really? I, I just, I didn't think he was. No more than a seven for me. Um, no, sometimes, some Yeah, sometimes he looks... Uh, it's weird because he's right-footed, but sometimes he looks unbalanced on the, the right-hand side because he's been playing left for so long. I know he's been playing right for Brentford, but Nathan Patterson looks more balanced on that side. But that said, you know, I would expect Hickey to start um, the game tomorrow, but at least we've got good options in the right back, wing back here. I mean, how long were we waiting on a good right-back to come through? <laughs> I
1: think no, sure though, Hickey's not helped. Apart from the 40th thing, whereby 40s isn't going to do what Robertson does where. Tierney. if you not help maybe as well further forward, whereby there wasn't maybe anyone going into the attacking right-hand channel as much as what you seen in the left. But in the first half in particular, the approach for him was, it was Tierney, Robertson, and Armstrong triangles. Um, I don't think Hickey had that as in terms of like people playing in front of him. Yeah. No. Um, Porteous, what were your thoughts? We weren't in really trouble defensively. I really would troubled. just say...
2: Yeah, I would have said a six. You no know, not a Just don't think he did um, anything worth more. To be honest, I mean, he, there wasn't many crucial interceptions that he needed to make. Um, in comparison to maybe a couple others. So, yeah, I would have said that. The only
0: yeah. negative for me was he did get booked. Um, in the second half, mm. which um, you know, I I would agree with you, John. I would give him a six for me. Yeah, six six for me as
3: well. In agreement there, Grant. Um. I think the six. I mean, you could argue giving him a seven, but I think the booking probably brings it down to a six. Yeah. Um, a bit, you know. I touch of the Angus gun about that one. I mean, the centre backs had a quiet day anyway. They did it? Yeah.
1: Likewise, Hanley as well. There was some nice trickery from Hanley at one point as well when he was defending. A wee bit of skill.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, something about centre backs. Doing that sort of stuff just still terrifies me, particularly Grant Hanley doing that sort of stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it, it's fine. I mean, it's fine if it's something like I don't know Sergio Ramos or something that you know, you know, has got that in his locker. But you know, when Grant Han- agree with you. <laughs> I, I, but when Grant Hanley's doing it. Oh no. Uh, uh, yeah, someone report six for me. Um, didn't really put a foot wrong, I would say. Um, but you know, can I do anything? I thought his distribution wasn't. Excellent. Um but that's never really been Grant least strength, so six.
0: Can't 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 board to that. Same for me.
1: Either. I mean there's not much yeah. to say on the centre back, sister. Well, those two. Uh, um tierney's situation would be a bit different because he was playing the usual everywhere. Left wing back, left centre back, left winger.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would say like, again I don't think did then spectacular. I would say between six and a half and a seven. I can't de- decide which one or two. Maybe they are two can um, make the score easier. I, you know?
0: <laughs> I don't think it was Tierney's best game, I'll be honest. Maybe I'm being harsh when I say that. And critical. But remember, this is a guy who's not getting a regular game for Arsenal. Um, He was alright, but his distribution and crosses when he did put in they were overhit. There was a couple in the second half they over-hit quite badly. I thought when we were in good areas. I think there was a chance, wasn't there at one nil where there was a shot blocked and it kind of came out to him and he was trying to put the ball back in and he overhits it. And I was getting a bit frustrated at that. Um, but defensively, he was fairly sound. So, But I'm, I'm probably leaning the game towards a six for him just because, lack of game time, he was all right, but not his best performance in goal shirt for me. Um, I, I, I'm giving
3: him a seven, um, I think. Uh, so I think they're probably settled in a six and a half between the three of us. <laughs> um, six and a
1: halfs? Yeah, I don't know. Are you six and a halfs?
3: 6.5. Anyway,
2: 6.5. I whatever. I, mean, I give
3: you
1: scores on I
2: mean... 0.4 and 0. 0.3. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to round it rounded up, we might as well go for the seven, John.
3: I, I think... I mean, the thing for me is, I agree, um, some of his play going forward was a wee bit lacking in sharpness, and I think that's yeah. borne out of the fact that he isn't playing for Arsenal. I think if he, if he has been had been playing regular football, then it would be different. Um, but I, I don't think Tierney's ever let us down at all. No. Um, and defensively, he was completely solid again. But the reason I, I think um, I'd maybe go for a 7 for him was I think that he enabled... Robertson quite a lot um, and it and they are really they really are getting that kind of um, you know swapping kind of partnership we did notice it on a few occasions because we were in the first half we were in that on that side and we did notice the two of them swapping roles on occasion and I think when when Tierney is able to get the ball at left centre back and and drive forward a bit, it enables Robertson to get right up the pitch and 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 it's allows him to get into that final third where he can get into the crossing positions and create yeah. chances. And I think Tierney is it, it is very good at doing that. Um, and he done it a few occasions, on a few occasions on Saturday. So for that reason, seven for me.
1: I I would agree on that point, I think in the first half especially, I was in table tower attack and play, um, him and Robertson. So moving on to Robertson. Uh, how do we think Robertson
2: played? I can't say between seven and a half and an eight. Um, <laughs> I know you, I'm I'm yep. not helping you put in the quite high. What let him down for me was his corners. The delivery for corners all afternoon was shocking. Why is he in corners? Maybe because John McGinn was so good for a while. I don't get that one. Why is that?
1: I changed? noticed even for Liverpool he starts hitting corners. I, I don't see him as a set piece taker at
3: all. No, we, But but ask yourself this, John and Grant. Do we have a dead ball specialist? I don't think we do. I I do not know who takes free kicks for us. I mean, there's not a player in our team that I think he's got a wand on him for you know for a dead ball. I think Robertson. I think Robertson's Robertson's a great crosser, but he's good when he's got momentum with the ball and and he can see, you know, he can see the, the. you could see the goal in front of him. I mean, see if you're asking him to take a corner. Con- taking a corner is a completely different skill to making a cross. And I'm saying that like I'm, you know, Johan Cruyff here. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, um, I-, I do think he had a very good game, though. I'd be verging on seven or eight, to be fair. Um, I think it was he was one of the stand- standouts for me. See,
1: on oh, set pieces, I... would McGregor be someone that could hit um, set pieces for us instead? Oh.
2: I don't think I don't, that's ever been his game, really, McGregor, even at Celtic. I don't seem I don't to take many set pieces.
1: Billy yeah. my... Gilmore on special teams. Just putting, you know, like in American football, you get the special teams. Just been on Billy Gilmore for corners.
3: But does <laughs> Billy Gilmore, I don't even think he's a dead no. ball specialist, is he? Not no, cause, I mean, you cannot pick out a player in our squad that has got that about them, that I know of anyway. The only I think player the that actually. I, yeah. But I, yeah, I, ironically, actually, I think there is a player in the wider squad, and that's Stephen Kingsley from Hearts. Um, so Kenny, the, yeah. Kline, Kenny I, McLean, I,
1: would be a player actually. Kenny McLean's good at set pieces, penalties, free kicks, he, and was, corners. He was,
3: he was actually was very good at set pieces when he was at Aberdeen. I've not seen a lot of him at Norwich, but I assume he's still good at them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to kind of carry on the, the Robertson shot, I actually
0: thought Robertson had a very good game. And sadly, I thought he was really. Um, vibrant for us on the left-hand side. He obviously got the assist for the opening goal. Um, yeah, got a deflection, but he, he, he's he got the, the vision to pick McGinn out at the back post, and I thought down the left he was really good uh, in the game. I think he maybe even got an assist for the, the second McDominay goal as well, which we'll come on to talk about in a moment as well. So, for me, he gets an eight for that, but I agree with what uh, GB said. I mean, the the corners um, from Robertson weren't his best, but, you know... I felt Robertson needed to get off to a good start because there's been a couple of campaigns where he started games and he's been a little bit struggling to get a get going. Um, I'm, I'm thinking back to last campaign. I know he scored against Cyprus on Steve Clark's debut, but um, there was other games whereby I thought he was a little bit off the base at the back. Now, he's never going to be tested for that, but well, not in this game anyway. But he will be against Spain, which will be very interesting. Um, but no, very solid performance from Andy Robertson. I thought it was one of his better performances in a scholarship for quite well. I thought.
1: See, talking about set pieces, though the positive was on Saturday that our goals were from open play, which you can't yes. always say. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Maybe we're saving the set piece. Um, <laughs> friends, of for tomorrow.
2: Yeah, even hope
0: um, so. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, um, I, I, I'll, I'll go on eight. I, I'll go on eight then, because yeah. I was kind of seven, verging towards eight. Yeah, I,
0: I don't know if I said eight, but I'll, I'll say
2: eight again. You said eight. Okay, so I said got... seven and a half eight, so I'll go eight. Yeah, right, that's fine. Right, okay, um,
1: Ryan Jack. Performance seven.
2: wise, what do we think? I'll do Lane Goodman seven. <laughs> seven. So, yeah, seven for me. Um,
0: Go on, just
3: Yeah, no, I just um, just think um, that he and um, uh, Cal McGregor, we'll call me Cal McGregor, but I think the two of them just have a really, really great partnership. I think they just complement each other so, so well. Um, I think they. Um, the, the, they're not too dissimilar players, but they they have their own specialities. I think um, Cal McGregor is a really good ticker ticker of the ball, and, and Jack is a really good kind of um, almost kind of box to box player. It, it's it's almost a bit like Jack's really good at taking the taking the ball with his back, you know, to to with, the, with his back to, to the forward area of the pitch, and and McGregor is good. You know, with his with his front looking forward to the pitch and and, and they complement each other so well. Um and I think but I've got to see see that game, man. Oh my god, it was a nightmare. i we a guy a guy that I know for Scotland away, he's a lovely guy, right? But he's got the most green tennis tennis specs ever. And he just kept all game talking about Ryan Jack passing back. Passing back, passing, get it back. I'm that like, mate, he's just skipped by two players and put it over to Arne Hickett to cross it and on the on the um on the Naparachi Adams, man. And he's just created a chance, but um that just shows you that Ryan Jack if I, and among some members of the Tartan army, Ryan Jack just cannot do any right and, and I think that's a crying shame. But um yeah, seven for me I thought it was a solid performance from him. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I-
0: I mean, my my opinion of Jack was he he distributed the ball well. He was obviously a surprise inclusion to many, but I can understand why Clark picked him. You know, he's that shielded in front of the defence, and I thought he, he had a very confident game. So I agree with what Josh Shedder said said,
2: yeah. Well, I didn't. In terms of Ryan Jack, um, I don't like it when people bring club politics into, into into the national team. It's just not on. I didn't, um, I didn't hear any booing where I was, um, but. I wouldn't then um, be surprised if there was one or two. But does it need Football Scotland, the biggest shit stirrers in the media, um, excuse my language for that. Um, does it need them to be, you know, really making a big drama out of this? Really? You know, the day before we're playing Spain. That shows where they're at right now. Utter gutter press.
0: One thing I will say about Jack, and, and I'll go back to the conclusion of this, I think Clark has picked him for the Spain game in mind, you know, and I think that's a good thing. Um uh, now, would he be my pick? We'll come on to, I'm sure, to talk about that later. But you know, he didn't he didn't disgrace himself, and I and I thought he did very well. I, I love that relationship with McGregor. Um, I'm sure we'll go on to talk about McGregor in a moment. But you know, there's uh, players of yesteryear that kind of uh, could fix those two roles quite well. And I'll carry on because I'm sure we'll talk about McGregor in a minute. Yeah, John.
1: See, the one that I wondered though is I was actually surprised to see him starting on Saturday because I think, as we've kind of alluded to earlier, he's more suited to the Spain game and also as well with Rangers it's very rare that he plays on a Saturday and then plays a midweek if they've got a midweek game. Hmm. So I'm not sure whether he will start. However, I suppose he has taken him off for what, 67 minutes roughly. Yeah. He's not playing yeah. a full game. But I'd be interested to see whether he does start. It's, I, mean,
3: see for his, I mean, see for his, in terms of his club uh, situation, John, I, I mean, I think, I, I think he he would play every single game under Michael Beale at his club. Um, but his fitness over the past kind of, Couple of years has um has prohibited that um and and you know I, I think Steve Clark's no different. If Ryan Jack could maintain at that level of fitness that McGregor can, for example, um, then I think Ryan Jack would probably be a starter for Steve Clark every every game. Um, I I think you know he's a player that that Steve Clark really rates.
2: I think he would have, um, He was a miss in the Euros. Um, when he missed the Euros because him and McGregor were outstanding in Serbia um, in that game you know a lot of people forget that and um, I think he was a missing in the Euros however Billy Gilmore then came in and did well for a well. while that's why Jack couldn't get back in the team for a while um, but again I mean we'll also talk about the Spain selection later but it throws up a dilemma because there's McTominay come on and scored a couple of goals what do we do now I mean that's a good thing though we've got options you know um and more, it's certainly in the midfield area. There's still one or two places, um, areas of pitch we could do more competition. But yeah, in terms of the midfield, we're littered with them right now.
1: Right, exactly. When you think that Lewis Bergson are even getting involved, even off the bench, um, in the form that he's in in Italy, um, so yeah, Callum McGregor, um, performance wise, solid as always, I think.
0: I thought Callum McGregor was my man of the match on Saturday. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. He, he reminds me of Barry Ferguson in the way he uh, tries to dictate games. Um, does it, obviously, uh, for Celtic to an absolute T. And he just carries it into these Scotland performances as well. I don't think I've seen Callum McGregor have an absolutely terrible game for Scotland yet. Now, I've said that. I said hope he doesn't have a stinker against Spain. But I thought he was absolutely superb in this game. Every time he got the ball, he was always thinking of a forward up pass. He was always thinking of dictating the rhythm of the game, the tempo of the game. Him and Jack were on the same pace through the game. He was always looking for again. He was always looking for a forward option. He was my man of the match on Saturday. I thought, I, I'm, I'm going to give McGregor a nine. I thought he was brilliant.
1: Well, he was also the SFA man of the match as well. I didn't, I didn't know whether that was because it was a 50th cap or whether they genuinely thought he was the best player. But
3: um... Come on, uh, John. Excuse me. Player of the match. Come on now. <laughs> <Right. Yeah>.
2: Political. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't the day we talk about politics and football George. come on. <laughs> yeah, I thought McGregor had an excellent game. Um, is that a talking gesture because he's his 50th cap? Um, even if you took that aside, is there anyone in that picture that was a standout better performer McGregor? I can't really think so. Um is probably the closest. Um, I know we've still got other people to discuss, but yeah, I would say 9 for McGregor too.
3: Yeah, I pr- I probably go with that. Um, nine. I was eight or eight or a nine. Um, just thought it was exceptional uh, performance from again. He's so consistent, Callum McGregor. Um, and you know, I can't remember who it was that said. I was reading in the papers the other week that that Calum, some one of the kind of pundits in England said that Callum McGregor could play for. You know, Manu or Everton or some kind of big English team, and, and I would completely agree with that. I think Callum McGregor is genuinely, you know, what he is an absolutely top-level midfielder at, at, at every capacity. If he, I, I honestly think that he could go into a Chelsea or a Tottenham, or and, and I think he could play. Um, he is, he is that good. Um, but you I know, think- it's what it's one of those it's one of those positions where. You know, he's, he's not creating a lot of assists. He's not scoring a lot of goals all the time. Um, and for that reason, you know, those type of players tend not to be the sexiest names in the world. But um, but yeah, uh, nine for me.
1: I, the type I, of player you'd you miss if he wasn't there. Oh. Go on.
0: He's
1: the type of player you'd miss if he wasn't
0: there. He's was yeah, going so to, go- to miss
2: him in the Champions League big time. Well, I was,
0: go- I was going to come away by saying if um, Mike and I were looking for a midfielder, I think Carl McGregor would be a shout. Uh, yep.
3: I think you will probably end up a greater to being a one-club man I, I, f- so. I think so and, 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 to, to be honest I, I think a lot of that John will be down honestly I think a lot of that will be down to the, the kind of snobbery um, around Celtic uh, not, not Celtic the club I think snobbery from other clubs about Celtic you know thinking that this boy has played for Celtic for so long. Well, why is he went somebody else? He must not been that good, um, you know. And for that reason, I don't think the kind of super move, you know, is ever going to come that's going to entice Cal McGregor away from Celtic. Because I think every player has their price in terms of wages and salary. Um, and I think that that you know, if if a big 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 move came for Callum McGregor, where you know it tripled his salary and it set his family all up, well, he'll be set up for life anyway. But but he set his family up in a in a new stratosphere financially. Um, then I think he would he would definitely take it. But I don't think that's going to be forthcoming um, because of the snobbery.
1: Um, moving on, John McGinn scored his 16th goal for Scotland. Aside from that, what do we think performance-wise?
2: I would say a 7. Um, Josh is putting up two hands as if a 10, but um, yep. is that you rating his backside? Um, <laughs> 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 Definitely a 7 for me. I mean, other than the goal, I thought it was one of his quieter games in the Scotland shirt, but I think that again shows the standards that he set. And he said himself about the standards. I thought his interview was absolutely spot on. Um, and I think, again, that shows where we've come. We've won that game 3 nothing without playing particularly great. And I think that just shows where we're at right now. And he epitomised that in that interview.
3: Completely agree, John. Um, yeah, I, I'm giving him a seven. Um, seven. I, I would probably say seven. One of his quieter games, definitely. Um, however, still, you know, a, a vital part in every you know, part of our forward play um, you know no t- uh, No play under Clark, no player has played more minutes uh, no player has scored more goals no player has um, made more assists um, John McGinn is just he is the first genuine talisman that I can remember since James McFadden um, and it just says so much for him I just think he's yeah outstanding footballer
0: yeah I mean the only thing I can add to you that is the fact that you know McGinn's movement into the box as a sort of secondary striker when looking to pick up the pieces was just absolutely tailor-made for him with the first goal. You know, he, he's the one that's on the move looking to get on Robertson's cross. You know, you don't see many midfielders breaking into the box. I can only think of guys like Frank Lampard who used to do that regularly for Chelsea, um, you know, doing things like that. Um, yeah, it wasn't one of McGinn's, uh, you know, crackerjack games where he was absolutely electrifying, but I thought he put a solid shift in i always rate John McGinn. I always think that when he comes out of the team, I feel we're a worse team without him. I think he's an important talking to wheel in terms of the Scotland setup. You know, he's the first name on my team sheet every game. Um, I know people may have their views on other players, but for me, he's the first pick every time. Um, and twice on Sunday, I think he's an absolutely brilliant player. Um, I don't think he's had a particularly magnificent season for Aston Villa, which maybe has affected, you know, maybe his performances in a Scotland shirt. He's maybe playing a slightly different position. But, you know, I I thought I McGinn had a solid shift um on Saturday, and, you know, I'd love to see him have a, a crackerjack game against Spain, because if he does, you know, that could be absolutely huge for us.
1: Good when you can have a quiet game and it's going to go away.
0: Eh? I know, it's quite extraordinary, isn't it? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: um, it,
0: it was a great goal, too. Yeah, you
3: know, on his, his weak foot. Vol- was it was a half volley or vo- full volley? Half volley, I think. Half volley, aye. coming out of a pace as well, because it,
0: okay, it's got a deflection off the cross, but
3: there's still quite a bit of pace on that cross from Ross. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not. I mean, it's, I know. I know it's a kind of tap, not, not a tap, in it exactly, but you know, it's 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 at the back post, but it's still a composed yeah. finish.
2: Yeah. Sometimes a half volley can be a more difficult skill than a volley, depending on the pace it comes in at and the bounce it takes off the turf. But he's um, watched it well and um, prodded it in nicely. Good on him.
1: Um. Part of the crime in that kind of floating kind of number 10 type role, Stuart Armstrong. I thought he was really good first half.
2: Yeah, I would say an eight. Um, I thought he was very good in that first half. He was um linking really well with Robertson and and Dean in particular, and sometimes Calum McGregor. Um, he was trying to uh, make things happen. Um, yeah, I thought he was. I mean, for a while, Stuart Armstrong, I don't think really, I, I couldn't find where he fitted in the system, but his recent performances for Scotland have been um, much better, whether it's been this formation that we're playing or in the four-two-three-one that we played in the September fixtures. Um, he's just a very, very clever footballer. Someone who would love to get more game time at Southampton, but um, but yeah, still been good for us.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't disagree too much with that. I actually thought it was one of his best games for Scotland in many, uh, many months, um, Armstrong. I mean, I think he's often still been given the scapegoat status by a lot of Scotland fans because of what well, happened against England, um, which I think is unbelievably harsh. I mean, I was out at the pub watching the game on Saturday and there was a guy who came up and spoke to me and he was like, I can't believe that Grant Hanley and Stuart Armstrong are still getting a game in this team. And I says, I think you've been a wee bit harsher than Stuart Armstrong because I actually think he's having a, a very subtle game here and he's had a very good season at Sydney, think, albeit with not a lot of game time. Um, a solid 7 for me I won't go as
3: close to an 8 but a very solid 7 for me uh, yeah I'd probably verging on a 7 um, I think he was he was good um, I, I do agree uh, I've got I've got, got to be honest I'm glad you you guys are both in agreement I mean Mark can attack an army group that I go to the games with yeah um, you know, regularly slate Stuart Armstrong, and and I'm up constantly in dis- a disagreement with them. Um, because, I, you know, I think, are you seeing something different for I'm seeing that, like, you know, he's a good player. Um, he's very creative. The one thing I think that Stuart Armstrong does maybe lack a wee bit of is just that wee bit of blistering pace. Yes. Um, that, you uh, no Christie is, is doesn't have blistering pace. I'm, I'm going over the top when I'm saying blistering pace, but I do think Armstrong is quite. You know his running style is not really, you know it 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 doesn't um, suit that kind of when 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 you're locked in with a back five and you need to get out quick and get into those areas quick. I think Stuart Armstrong um, is is just not perfect at that because I just don't think he's quite got the ability to get up to speed straight away. But he's very intelligent. Um, and yeah um, I think he linked up A lot of the play um, Certainly in the first half um, And he's, he's always Pretty decent for Scotland So um, I, I would say a seven um, Yeah I would say a seven He went a bit quiet In the second half And, and um, was it, He went off for Christie
0: Didn't he? No he uh, went off for McCominy, But he uh, was booked as well But yeah, yes. that was a,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah I think to walk. be fair The two subs were made At the same time Because it was were, like, Jack. Yes. Yeah Because it was like, have Christie have a came off for Jack So really it was Aye, the opposite way a bit, but... Yep.
1: Um, touched the other to I on the blow of Shea Adams having to go off injured. I think prior to that, though, the game wasn't suited to him. I think he was pretty quiet um, overall. Yeah, it was
0: quite a quiet game for, for Adams. I mean, I totally agree with you, John. It wasn't was, was it the sort of game that I felt suited Shea Adams to stay up play. He's the sort of guy that I think loves a game against you know, playing on the shoulder of the last defender. That's the, the sort of game that Shea Adams just laps up all day long. Tough game for him. Um, worked away. Um not an outstanding performance. He had I think a, a sort of half chance um, in a in a first half, which you keeper sort of pushed over the bar. Um is six harsh? I was gonna I go, to go six. six. I think
3: that should, should be fair. Hmm. Yep, six six for me as well.
0: Should he have had um, a penalty? By the way, I hope, hope his injury isn't too serious. But, um, but yeah, same head to come off.
2: I'm not sure. It was up at the end where I was. Um I'm not 100% sure it was a penalty. Um, I, I think the defender gets a nick on it. I'm not. I'd need to see no, the replay well, back, mind you. So, no. Well, it well, well, wasn't a penalty completely. for me. wasn't a penalty for me. I don't think the ref... I thought the ref was um, pernickety at times. I don't think he made any horrendous calls. but It was just like, the occasional debatable free kick. But one, one thing he did get right was the booking for the Cyprus ball on the halfway line. What on earth was that boy doing just um, diving? Where's yeah. he going to get a big advantage at that mm-hmm. point?
3: Mm-hmm. That I dive was like, shock. It was like shocking. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious! It was hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was funny.
1: <laughs> He's on a yellow, but it was a bit questionable. It's not as a, it's not as if they were time wasting. were they they're two you know, 2-0 down at the time.
3: Yeah, um, uh, it was a weird one. But for Adam, six for me. One of his quieter games. Totally agree with um, Grant. Um, it, it, what, it, game wasn't suited to him. Um, you know, playing against a kind of banker five—that's not—that's not Shea's kind of skills. He, he likes to run, and he likes to—he's got a good engine on him, Shay. Um, so yeah, six. Um, didn't he, he didn't miss any significant chances. He didn't make any massive fuck ups, but um, yeah, he just—he just didn't really give us a whole lot. Um, but he will be a miss now. He's out injured. Aye,
1: right. It was replacement. Lyndon Dykes came on, the usual, made an impact. The defenders hated yeah. playing against him. Uh, I've, I've got, into areas they don't want to be in. I've
3: got, I've got to say, John um, Dykes, uh, I, look, I, I try I always try to kind take the the impact that subs make, make and, and and think about the the kind of time they spent at the pitch and just analyse that. I think that when Dykes came on. In that short space of time that he was on the pitch, he contributed um, quite a lot. Um, So he gets a seven for me. Um, I just think that header is... That that third goal is exceptional. That is a great goal. Um, You know, the cross coming in and the the intelligence of Dykes as a striker there to just deftly header that ball into the perfect area for McTominay is brilliant. Um, So, what was the second one? Second second, sorry, sorry, I'm I'm getting mixed up with my goals here. Um, yeah, so for that reason, he gets
0: a, a seven for me. I mean, the, the one thing I like about Dyson, let's not forget about this, guy. He was in a hospital bed uh, not that long ago. Um, you know, So I think it's quite remarkable that he's back in the Scotland set so soon. Uh, so it was fantastic to see him back in the pitch. But I totally agree with Josh on the, on the second goal. It's an intelligent striker play. I mean, Ali McCoist was marvelling at it the whole time. You know, that's the sort of goal that Ali would create I and mean, even be took it away himself if he was still playing in his punk. But it was brilliant to play. Um but I love Dykes's, you know, everybody thinks oh Dykes is a physical player. He's got a lot of skills as well. I think he's a very underestimated player in terms of his skill set. People think he's a big lanky guy, just holds the ball up and has a bit of a physical presence. I think he's more than that. And I think he's a another crucial cog in the wheel. And it is a little bit of a shame that Adams is out, but I think we've got a good option in Dykes to come into the team. Because I think he will real, really ruffle up that Spanish defence and choose tonight, very inexperienced defence, um, which might not like it. And uh, you know, I think him being involved in that second goal will give him a lot of confidence. Because as we've said, he's had a difficult season at QPRs, had a difficult season off the pitch as well. So for him to to get back in amongst the goals, albeit not scoring himself, has got to be a positive.
1: No oh, any seven, for me, seven, seven for me, sorry, seven.
2: <laughs> I, there, there's nothing I can add to that, you know. He he came on and you know got an assist and uh, ruffled the defenders. He did um, extremely well. In this as, as the guy said, he's been out for a while. He's um, QPR have had their struggles on and off the pitch. So yeah, uh, seven's definitely fair for him. The big okay.
3: the big kangaroo to ragdoll Spain on Tuesday. <laughs>
1: um, so another player that's not been getting much game time at club Ryan Christie. Obviously, came on. I thought it was terrific when he came on. Yeah.
0: Can I just say that?
1: pressing, creativity.
2: Thrust was
0: good. For that the charge down for the second goal is just typical, Ryan Christie, isn't it? I mean, I, I love Christie's energy and enthusiasm. He maybe he doesn't score as much goals as I would like him to score, both for club and for, for country, but you can't deny the guy's got a big heart and big desire, and his desire to keep the ball in gets us that second goal because, you know, he could easily settle for a potential corner, but he doesn't. He gather, gets to the ball. His first thought is get it in a box and Dykes, obviously, does the not and McTominay puts in the net. But without Christie's determination, that goal doesn't happen. So seven for me just for that alone. Uh, it's like one of those ones that's like the assist for the assist.
1: Yes. And that that, that, that one there should count because if he doesn't do that, the, the goal doesn't happen.
0: Completely completely yeah um
3: christy's um i really really like christy uh i've always liked him as a player and um, i've always thought he's just so creative um just a very very creative player backs it up with energy um and he's a really uh you know he's, he's just you know i just think he's an exceptional player i mean he's a, he's a great player anyway but when at that juncture when you're needing a player to bring on to give your team a bit of life, I think Christie is a perfect player for that. Though I don't think he's a, a super sub. I think, you know, he's he's a start he can start a game, definitely. Um he probably would be um if I was the biggest Scotland eleven. he would he would probably be my starting eleven, upside, up alongside uh, McGinn and those kind of those kind of front two um players. But um yeah, um I would give him
2: yeah, I'd probably give him a seven. Yeah, snap. Um, nothing more I can add to that. And again, there's someone that's come on, because Armstrong's probably been taking off um, with uh, Tuesday in mind, and on comes Christian. He gives a goal contribution, um, not necessarily directly, but it's his cross leads to the goal, and that gives Clark for for thought. And once again, strength and depth.
1: Absolutely. Um, and then the the man with the double, Scott McDonnelly, as they said, tripled his goal tally on Saturday moving from one to three goals
2: Yeah, Yeah, definitely gets an eight for me, Um, I thought he added a lot of energy into that midfield Um, it it just shows that you've got to play him in in, in midfield, I mean you saw his performance against, uh, if you take the two Ukraine games and the difference between him in centre back, right centre back and him in centre midfield it was like night and day, I mean he's competent when he's asked to play in defence but He's not really got the defensive nose to play in that centre back position, but you put him in midfield, he's much more comfortable. Um, he can, he was much more dynamic. Yeah, he came on, scores two goals. What more can you ask for?
3: He's, he's a total, he's a total athlete, John. Um, I, I just think uh, McTominay. I totally agree. I think we're past the McTominay centre back experience because we found, you know, we found that we've got right sided centre backs. You know, we've got Portis and we've got. Um, you know, well sure when he's fit. Uh, we've got the boy Hiam that's that's coming in as well. That is meant to be, by all accounts, is meant to be quite good. So, I think we're we past that. One thing about McTomney, uh, I'm giving him an eight as well, uh, in agreement with yourself. Um, one thing about McTomney, um, I'd like to maybe get Grant's thoughts on because I know you're a man, you man. Um, McTomney coming in. I mean, he's seen that Jacks started ahead of him, probably somewhat surprisingly to a lot of folk as he came on the pitch with a bit of a point to prove,
0: do you think? I I personally think it's time for people to give Scott McTominay some credit because he's the one guy that I feel gets some incredible stick from Scotland fans, from Man United fans. He is just a guy that I don't think pleases anybody. Um, myself included to a point. But what I will say about, about McTominay is I think he's such a versatile player for us. You know, John's alluded to he could play in defence but he can also play further up the pitch as well and I think that's the great thing about having someone like McTominay in this squad, that he can be quite a versatile player, I mean these two goals that he takes are very good goals, the first goal is a delicious finish and the second one is he's not even thinking about taking a touch, first first time into the net Um I, you you said about Man United there, Josh. I, I think McTominay is one of these players who no matter where he plays, he's going to get criticized. Now, everybody has this opinion of oh, he play, should be you know playing better because it's Manchester United. But I think Man United should just be utilizing a few strengths. But people always say, What is his strength? Is not it's his biggest strength just his versatility? Because if that's the case, then I think that's a great um skill set to have. Um, you know. Whenever he's come into this Scotland team, he's come up with big moments. He scored the winner against Israel, for goodness' sake! You know, he, he's such a big player for us. But people always seem to be a bit snobbish when McTominay is in and around this squad. And I always think that he puts a shift in. Um, you know, I, I I love him when he's in a Scotland shirt because he he always puts a shift in. And you know, for me, he gets an eight and he's second underneath Callum McGregor in terms of my ratings, because he didn't play 90 minutes. If he played 90 minutes, he was an easy man of the match for me, but I'm putting him in with an eight. I thought he was absolutely fantastic, and for me, has to start against Spain, no
1: question about it. Oh, aye, aye. Um Nathan Partson, I don't feel, was on long enough to get a rating. It's one of those, like, you were having to pay papers it would be NA because he was on for, what, less than ten minutes. Yeah, so probably
0: five.
1: Um, Spain game, then, you mentioned about McTominay playing instead of Poy Jack, would you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're going to make a team uh, between us all, uh, but I, I did mine earlier today. Sorry, I see not the old grab. I'm just actually pulling it up just now so I can actually uh, do my team. So, do, do you want me to go through my team?
1: Uh, well, what we could do, aye, aye, go through your team, aye. Yeah.
0: Right. So, the back four doesn't change. Gun back 5 you know, three. Uh, three. Uh, I've gone for, for a three five two. Um, so, the back four doesn't change. Um, I have put Patterson in at right-back, which might surprise a few people, but I just think in a game when you're playing against one of the best teams in the world in Spain, with the quality that they have, you need a naturalness to the team. You need a natural right-sided full-back, wing-back, whatever you want to call it. I think Patterson is clearly a very driven player, very driven guy. I would have him in there. And obviously Robertson on the on the left-hand side, that, that goes without saying. The Jesus. midfield three, I'd have McGinn, McGregor and McTominay. I just think, you know, those three would complement each other well. McTominay with his two goals simply has to be in there. McTominay could actually be just behind that two, almost like as the shielder in front of that back three. So it's almost like a 3-1-4-2 if you want. Um And then up top, I've went with uh, a little bit of dynamism and a little bit of physicality. I I think Christie deserves to start this game. I I think Christie would be the guy that could go in between the lines. Him and McGinn. If McGinn was playing a little bit further forward, you could actually move into it too. And then obviously Dyke sort of front with that physicality could really go and test this somewhat um, inexperienced Spanish defense. Although you would imagine Laporte will be playing in there um, as well. But, yeah, I'm going for a 3-5-2, a which could kind of mould into a sort of 3-1-4-2, if you want.
1: I was thinking you're a bit confident there, on only naming seven players. I take it you have keeper and the three centre-backs are the same as Saturday.
0: Yeah, Gunn, Portius, yes, Hanley and Tierney. That's fine. I, th-
1: I thought you were, like, super I thought confident. I said that. <laughs> I the seven, seven players, easy.
0: No, I
1: thought I, thought I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you did not sorry. Um, John, what do you think in terms of any changes from that lineup or Saturday line-up? <laughs>
2: Who knows what um Steve Clark can throw up? I mean, personally I think there's two changes to the team from Saturday. I think well, obviously it's gonna be Dykes for Adams. Um my is how long will can Dykes last um, given how long he's been out, but I'm sure it'll be okay. But yeah, that's the obvious change. The other one I think McTomney will um should come in for Jack. That's again, that's no harm to Jack, who I thought played well, but I just think McTomney came in and nailed his place. But I wouldn't be overly surprised if Steve Clark I hope he doesn't do this, by the way. But I wouldn't be surprised if Clark drops Portis and puts McTominay in defence and keeps Jack in midfield because um, of the fear of the inexperience going into a game like this. Um, you just never know. With Steve Clark. He's, he's he's prone to a card ball every now and then but I would like to think he'll put McTominay in midfield if he is starting him.
1: I think the good thing we've got about um, the situation at centre-back Portis is pace.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Will help mm. playing against Spain.
3: He does have pace. Um I had basically the same team as Grant. Um, I've went for Hickey um, at right back, but apart from that, basically the same. Um, yeah. No slight on Armstrong or Jack. I just think that that Jack will probably come out for McTomney. Though that is an interesting concept, John, about McTomney at right centre back. I mean, mm. I, I, you know, like I said earlier, I think we're past the McTomney right centre back episode, um, but yeah, I mean, Clark he does have a curveball every now and again, doesn't he? I mean, what game was it that he put uh, Robertson right back again? I can't remember what game it oh, was. Oh, it was
2: Denmark it? away. That was and it. he admitted it, was... it, was... it was a terrible decision. Yeah, yeah, and so he does
3: and, and but the thing about it is that Clark, I mean and this is the thing, you know when, when Clark signed the new contract the other day people are putting it out on social media saying, oh no, you know three more years of clap ball and all that if clap Ball means qualifying for tournaments exactly and, and and um you know and running out completely comfortable in the opening qualifier uh, opening uh, fixture of a qualifying campaign, then I'm all for clap ball um and and he has he has adapted There's there's you know the one of, one of the great myths about Steve Clark is that he's loyal. He, he, he is loyal to an extent, but I don't think he's partic- more, particularly more loyal than than other managers. He, I think he just, I think he just adjusts and changes his team in and in a, in a way that sort of phases out players rather than you know takes them out completely. Um, I mean, you've seen that with Stephen O'Donnell, for example, who was gradually phased out of the team, and then eventually Declan Gallagher was another one. Um, but um, yeah, um, I think how well, Dykes Dykes will have no other option uh, unless you want to start Lon Shankland or Jacob Brown up top. Um, no slight on them, both good players. Um, and Christie, just think Christie will give us a wee bit more energy than Armstrong. Though I would be happy enough with Armstrong in there as well.
0: I mean, the the thing I want to say about Parson, the reason I've picked him, and that's no slouch on Hickey. I'm just going purely for the fact. He's a natural uh, right wing back, uh, and he's, you know, when he's come on and when he's played, Parson is very direct, and he likes to get forward. Hickey is a bit more shrewder in the way that he plays games, but I wouldn't be adverse to him playing. By the way, just a quick note on Steve Clark that another there's another myth that he's predictable with substitutions and impact players. That's totally wrong, and I think the Cyprus game showed you that. He's brave to make changes. You know, a lot of people would have been looking and sort of going, "Why are you bringing McTominay on?" But you know, that was a very good decision. And I think what Clark does quite well is he utilises the squad. Um, you know, I think that's something that's really good. I mean, the only disappointment actually for a game like this is we do have someone like Scott McKenna, who I think could have easily done a, a very competent job in that back three. But you know, Podias is actually handling himself quite well. He just needs to screw the head sometimes, but. What he does, he's actually a very competent cool football player. But, you know, I just think, and I, and I go back to my inclusion of Christie. you know, you want that energy, you want that vibrancy in the team. You know, him and McGinn kind of support and dykes up front. You know, look what happened against Denmark when we were vibrant on the attack. We put the Danes under so much pressure. And obviously, we got the goal from this set so piece. obviously we got us the the goal. But before that, we were the team that was pushing. We were the team that was looking at the score and we'll need to have something like a performance like that if we're going to get anything off the Spanish tomorrow, because we know what kind of quality they have. They've got the youngster, Gavi's a very exciting talent and they've got so much experience in that team. Murata knows how to score goals and he's done it for many clubs. But as John alluded to at the top there, they, they can be got at the Spanish. You know, Kepa is a goalkeeper that I am very unconvinced about every time I watch him. Um, but, you know, we've got to be brave, but at the same time, We have to be disciplined. And I think that's the crucial word here. Tomorrow night, we have to be disciplined. If we're not, we'll get beat. If we are, we could definitely get something.
3: I think, I mean, the big thing for me about tomorrow night is that if we can take anything out of this game tomorrow night, then it affords us a huge amount of breathing space. I don't think Norway are beating Spain in their game, in their in their they, they it was it was in Spain the other night, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. yeah. So in Oslo, yeah.
2: you would expect,
3: I. yeah. So in Oslo, um, I, 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 I don't think Norway are, are, are going to do Spain. So I mean, even if we could take a point off the, I would bite your hand off for a point right now, sure. um, because I think, I think second places ourselves are Norway, um.
2: And yeah, I'll be
0: yeah. honest, I, love- I, I don't personally think Norway are gonna have an easy out with Georgia at five o'clock tomorrow. You know, oh. Georgia are a very dangerous team. Kelly is one of the best players in world football right now for Napoli. Norway was still without Callum. You know, they will have to work very hard out there. And they can't afford to drop points, Norway. If they only get points and we were to pick up a point ourselves, then suddenly you're looking at this, thinking four points out of six, so we played the big favourites to win this group. You know, I would take that right now.
2: Definitely, uh, I think that game will be a draw with Georgia and Norway. I saw Georgia win six when it was Mongolia they were playing. To be fair, and they rest, <laughs> but they did rest um um. So I think and the draw will a draw would be a really good result because um Georgia got um. Cyprus before the players. I don't really want Georgia coming to Hamden with six points Because Georgia I've got a lot to um, Play for in this group As well But I'm going to be Bold in saying this I think we're getting A draw tomorrow I've just got this Feeling that we're Going to get something
1: Wait Going for In terms of draw One
3: each One each It's Uh, the hope That
1: kills you I really say These things I'm usually pessimistic This is is, Something in the water Um, Josh What's your prediction
3: You know what Fuck it now, now, clark ball.
1: now, now, clark ball? <laughs> like <a clap> ball.
3: <laughs> three, three more years of clark ball, baby.
0: <laughs>
1: Is that you being bold with a now, no draw?
3: Like, John? I, look, I think, I, I mean, I, when I'd done my... I went through the kind of fixtures and I, I kind of tallied up how many points I, I felt we would end up with at the end of the campaign and whatnot. Um, and if we can get a draw against Spain... Then you know that would blow my prediction out of the water. Um, because I've accounted in my, my numbers for, for two losses against Spain. Um yep. and I always I mean my, my, my catchphrase in the hours before we go to Hamden is always you've got to fancies tonight.
1: Aye, well, aye, once you've had like five aye, aye, berums, <laughs> once team, about five or six butt- class, beers. Aye, aye. Aye. Don't worry anyway. Last week I predicted we would get twelve points at home and lose to Spain. So I've found an extra game for us somewhere.
2: Uh, <laughs> I think you were getting England friendly as um, I think I've it.
1: just thought five match package and then I've gone. And I don't I don't have any teams written out and all sorts. You can see all the stuff I've got in it. <laughs> Fucked it. Um Dr.
0: that. Like I, I I'm struggling with this game tomorrow, guys, to be honest, because the head in me thinks we'll narrowly get beat. Um I really hope we I I hope we can get someone, but the head in me thinks We'll put a battle in performance and then get beat 2 1. But the head of me thinks we'll get a point and I think it'll be as good as the last time we played them at Hamden. So I'm going to go 2 2. Um, but what I will say is that if we start the game well tomorrow, I think we could potentially win the game. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I think if we can go in at half time, goal up, um, which is very possible, if we play like we played against Denmark in that first half and get a goal up, then the fans will start to believe we could cause an upset. And let's not forget, Spain are expected to win this group. Pressure's on them tomorrow night to win this game. Mm-hmm. There, is a, there is no pressure on us. And when there's no pressure in Scotland, we perform better. Look at the Denmark game as an example. We were already qualified. Denmark had won every game in the group until they came to Hampton. We blew them out of water. water. Um, however, what I will say on the flip side is, if we are too um, nice to them, if, we're, if, we're, if we don't get in their faces early, then we could get the run around. But go on
1: in. I, I, I I'll think go, this is... I'll go 2-2. Two, two. Have yeah. you covered every position here? Yeah. No, I'm going 2
0: each. Oh. I'm going to stop <laughs> short of a win. but right, after all that. Yeah. I've gone around the house with this, but I I, I I, genuinely think this could be anything tomorrow. I really don't know. This is a tough game to call us. I, don't I think, think this is the best chance. Team.
1: I don't think it's that great a spending. Look at the World no. Cup.
0: What yeah, they,
1: like, yeah, yeah, they have in terms of personnel but it's a lot of the players that have left have been maybe this... like older players changing the regards.
2: Yeah. This I is the think... best chance this is the best um, time you'll get to play them to be honest with you. You wouldn't want to be facing Spain at Hamden needing a win to qualify later on in the competition the last game like we had in that Holland match back in 2009. And I was uh, mentioning Grant privately about the the last time we played Spain, the two sides. Where's together. How many Spain sides would they have got in that team that played us in 2010, and how many Scotland players now would get into the, the side that played that night? We never named one Spain player that would get in the Spain team back then, but there's a good few Scotland players that would get in the team now. Yeah, that, or, or the, the team back then. but Both yeah. fullbacks for starters. You know, you wouldn't have. You know, back Isn't then it right. was Phil Barsley and Seamus <laughs> Whittaker.
1: More interesting one, right? We'll go on current two teams that played on Saturday if you were to make a combined Scotland-Spain team so for those that don't have the Spain team because we obviously know the Scotland team I'll tell you what the Spain team was on Saturday that started okay? oh,
3: thank you I'll thank you, it, you John because I don't know a single one of them You
1: will not you, you you're you're a Scotland da, you're an old Scotland players right so Kepa was in goal um, they played a back four so it was Carvajal at right back this is where it's going to be a wee bit tricky because they're obviously playing a different formation but we'll, we'll figure it out. Nacho, centre-back, alongside Laporte, and Baldy of Barcelona at left-back. Um, now, Sky's got it as a 4-3-3, but I'm not sure whether it might have been a 4-2-3-1 when I'm looking at the players, because they've got Aspas in midfield. and I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking at Aspas f- f- as, f- as, as a type side. Yeah. So I would say their midfield was probably Rodri, Marino, and if it was a three, I would expect it would be Harvey as opposed to Aspas in the middle. Um, but there, um, so we're in Aspas, Omo, Morata, right? Okay. So this is where we. This is where we kind of go and maybe talk up our team even more. But I think we've got every night to talk up our team. Good. The goalkeeping baby. situation's a wee bit tricky because obviously we've only got Angus got a on one cap against Kepa. But who would you go for out of the two?
2: Probably Kepa, to be fair. Um, Angus Gunn's playing the Championship and Kepa's playing for Chelsea. So I don't mm-hmm. think, I think it's a no brainer to be cool. honest. Yep, Kepa. Yeah, I, I would be, say, but I'm not convinced
1: by Kepa. Would be fair enough, right? So obviously, as I say, they played four at the back, we played three at the back. But if we go for, we'll go for our formation, right? Because they that for me, that team could probably be adapted somehow into uh, uh, three at the back, right? So, Right wing-back, would you have Hickey or Carvajal?
3: Probably Carvajal, to be fair. I know, I mean, you're talking years and years with Real Madrid, aren't you? You
0: know what I mean? Champions League winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he Carvajal for me all day long. I think he's a very good player.
1: Aye. Um, right on the left side, Andy Robertson
0: or the Leon Baldi? Robertson. Uh, Robertson. Robertson, Champions League winner. That's a, that's a bit of a sure. What we'll say about Balde is he's got a very big reputation in Barcelona. Mm, um, but yeah, still a, lot to, still a lot to prove. Only 19, of course. Yeah.
1: Um, right, so centre back situation, we'll call it three at the back. So, because you could actually have Lodge you could actually play a centre back. Sometimes you play there for Man City. Um, I'm pretty sure they'll probably get a midfield there. But centre backs, if you have to
3: pick
2: Tierney, Laporte, and Nacho.
3: Yeah. an agreement Yep
2: Tierney that Nacho
1: Easy then uh, Would we have Rodri as the, the Holding midfielder
0: He'd be the sitter Yeah
3: definitely I mean. mm-hmm.
0: And then Would Harvey be in there Gavi would certainly Be in there He's their best player Definitely I Definitely Timo Only 18 and, as well I mean what a tell. I think the one thing, by the way, we're talking about sphere By the way, they've no Pedri, which is a massive miss. Definitely. He's a very, very good centre. Well,
1: you often work. Yeah. Um, and then would it be a midfield three? Would it be, or would it be what we play? Kind of I, would four, would
2: be, I, I would say it would be. I would say it would be a midfield three, and then one off a striker. Um, so you've got a mix between the two teams. Well, if really? you're,
3: hold on. If you've got a back five, and then we've just put two centre mids in. Mm-hmm.
2: So and Cal then... McGregor going goes, goes in alongside Roger and Gabby for me. So how many players we got left here? Four? E. So there'll
3: be three and then one. No, just, no, so you've got line. your
2: goalkeeper, a back five is six, then you've got a midfield three is nine, then you've got um, one off a, two, a striker. Right.
3: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So you're
2: anti Cyprus, Josh.
3: Aye, I know.
1: <laughs> midfield are stroke, number ten, depending on how it how it goes. Um so you're thinking McGregor, John?
2: Yeah, alongside Roger and Gabry, yeah.
1: I agree Yeah, I'd that.
2: agree, aye. Yeah.
3: McGregor in beside them.
1: And then in terms of your attacking options, you've got Omo, Aspas, uh, McGinn,
3: Armstrong. I'm, I'm McGinn, and Mar- McGinn and Marata. Snap. No? Yeah. Yeah, I probably would agree.
0: Um Something is telling me about Aspas's experience, but no, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that options.
1: So that's not bad. I, out of that team, we've picked four Scotland players against uh, Spain. That's ranked number six in the world, which seems um, a first position. I would say.
0: I think if Craig Gordon's fit, he starts at a for me. Definitely, yeah.
1: definitely. Yeah, so even better, Again,
0: and
3: again, again. By the way, you know what was I talking about snobbery earlier uh, on? Craig got you know. I mean we went through an era there Where we had three Three of the best Keepers in Britain I would yeah. say and, Gordon and, McGregor and Marshall Yep yeah, And each of them Because of their name You know the way they've came from What not I think they maybe didn't quite Hit the heights That they could That they could Or should have Yeah Totally um,
0: agree
1: Last dinner on the game tomorrow Apart from Josh Because you picked a 0-0 First goal scorer
2: First goal scorer,
0: John. You could go this one
2: first. <laughs> right, first goal scorer, um, John again. i um, Grant. Uh, go
3: on, Grant. You know you want to say Marata and. Uh, Make Hamden um, make Hamden completely
2: silent for the next forty minutes. But,
0: um... <laughs> but
2: it could be it, it could be a Gary Caldwell situation with someone like Grant Handler, Ryan Portis scoring. It. You just never know. I would take that. Anyone scoring even an own goal off something. <laughs> you,
0: you know what? He, he's always a man for big goals. I'm going to go Callum McGregor. Uh, he scored obviously at the Euros. Um, and I just have a feeling Callum McGregor is due a goal for Scotland. I would have got John McGinn for the first goal scorer on Saturday because I did fancy McGinn
1: but you like a wee flutter did you not have a wee bet on Saturday
0: I I, I did have 2-0 I was got into 2-0 in the beginning. so when we totally stuck a third one in there was a part of me that felt better sweet but I'll carry on Um yeah, yeah.
1: Story on that in the betting rights so my missus sometimes a we bet so she put on the bets in McBookie, and she got a free bet and then she had a wee other or so other ones and she went for what she thought was the game to finish 1-0 at half time and then finish 2-0 at full time mhm but what it actually was, was Scotland to win the ha- first half 1-0, Scotland to win the second half 2-0, so she won. Oh, that's not uh, a bad mistake to make. But she also had 3-0 as well, for a free bet, so she
0: yeah. did pretty well. Yeah, so I'll um, go for McGregor. Right, okay. FGS.
1: Um, And we'll not cover the game in any more kind of detail just now in terms of previewing and all that. Or, we... John, do you want to say something?
2: Uh, I was just going to say, I just want to mention quickly that um, I'm excited for another reason because um, my oldest boy Callum is a mascot and I am I'm probably more buzzing than him to be perfectly honest with you, and I make no um, apologies for that, but yeah, it'll be a special night. I still, we don't know until we get to the ground whether he's going to be walking out with Scotland player on a Spain strip or walking with a Spain player on a Scotland strip. Either way, I don't care. I'm looking forward
3: to it. Well, well just, just do it um, probably even for, for me. Curiosity, John, but but even for the
2: listeners as well, what, what what's the kind of protocol? The more what what kind of happens? Do you know? or All I know from um, the email from Ian Christie is from the SFA is we have to be there for half past six, and we find out there and then. And then what will happen is they get introduced to. I can't, I can't say too much, but um, they'll get introduced to the what I they, want, they, want, they want. We get given their kit um, and then we'll get taken to our seats and just look out for them and coming out. So.
1: Right, good, good. Um, just when we're talking about mascots and it's an excellent thing for car you one tomorrow, you mentioned the same.
2: Yeah, yeah sport, right, probably, Everyone knows it. It.
1: Sky Sports Superstar. Cool. Huh? <laughs> um any of you guys ever been mascot or that ball boy for any football?
0: Not be
2: that uh, related at <laughs> all. For me. No. No, mate, no, no. Right, We can move um, on then. Vinny's right, okay. been a mascot. Uh, the Patric Thistle one. <laughs> inside him oh, was, was there no um, John uh, John, you might remember uh,
3: John uh, Brownlee you might remember this one was there no uh, a clip about going doing the rounds on Twitter like two years ago of a junior football game and it was like the guy stagged or something aye,
1: there was, and
3: he got taken out as a mascot he was like maybe it looked about 30 or 40 that, it that's was going to be John hands. tomorrow
1: John's hoping one of the kids does he turn up You know, like hey, have we got another mascot no, you and Gabby you and sure Gavby, yeah. John
2: <laughs> no, no. Um, Callum gets something to do that his dad never got, and got in the Hamden pitch. Lucky boy. <laughs>
1: right, there's still time for you. Know I mean? There's still I, time for you. Half time exactly. show or something like that.
2: Exactly. Join so do the secret. half
1: time anymore. The half time penalty thing. If What's we beat
3: to that, if we beat England uh, uh, um, in September, by the way, you
2: might end up in the pitch because I might. <laughs> I can just, I can just say right now. I'm glad that it's happening this game, and it wasn't, it wasn't put forward for the England game because I couldn't stumble either wearing an England shirt or walking what with had <laughs> again. <Aye. laughs>
3: um, right, I'll ready for a quiz. Oh yes, I Made you John. this is what you ordered, though. Aye. I mean, no, no I mean, getting... come on now, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you were, you were at it with a quiz the other week, right? And now, you put me on in with John Blaisdell, the fucking finalist with the hamden, hamden Roar Scotland squad, and Grant Campbell, that's like an anorak, right? You know, and, and, and I'm sitting here at 85%. This is what you
2: dust, by the way. See if you're asking me about Spanish players again. But, by the way, Grant's <laughs> not got a great record in the Friday night quizzes we do with um, calm fan and Dave Smith. I think, so. you, have, I think uh, you
0: have a false representation of how... Bad I am at or good I am at quizzes, Josh. <laughs> Grant
1: messaged me for... earlier when I told him there was a quiz, and he said, as long as it's 1991 onwards, we're all right. <laughs> that was what he said. And then I was trying to figure out from your point of view, Josh, what your first campaign would have been Eurowise. Um, wise.
3: Well, the first I... one that I remember, or early 2000s, probably.
1: Aye, uh, yeah, that's fine. Aye, uh, yeah. I think I
3: covered That's fine. Right?
1: So, um, I'm trying to think how I'll do it, whether I'll do buzzers or do. I think nine questions plus a tiebreaker just in case. So it's up to you guys. Do you want buzzer or do you want alternative questions? You either get, three, you either get you're all in for any of the questions or you're getting three
3: each. I would do alternative questions. Yeah, it's easier. Right, yeah. okay.
1: Right up. What I'll do then, I'll start with you, Josh. Right? Because I reckon this is
3: one of the easier easiest ones. Easiest
1: of the first three questions. Right? Okay? So no bias at all. So, Callum McGregor made his 50th appearance for Scotland on Saturday. Who in the squad is next in line to um, achieve that? Is it McGinn?
2: No, he's got more. Than he that. has already achieved it. Has he? Yeah, he's yes. in fifty three. Um, I know that because um, <laughs> Gordon Shiak got that wrong in the Hamden North coast and I let oh, him get his answer. <laughs> oh. That's good. I know, him, yeah. right, So,
3: you
1: know it. So, we're not going to give any points to anyone else, but see, as you know it, and I know you know it because I've listened to it. Grant, do you know who it is? The no, only
0: guess
1: I have is Andy Robertson. Oh, he's he's a, like 61 or 62.
3: You in the 60s, he, he's your namesake.
2: Oh, good,
3: yeah. Oh, of course, man. Of course, I knew he.
0: Oh, Ah! Grant Hanley was good
3: enough to get to 50 caps So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> because he had hundreds of caps under Strachan. That's, right. That's, That's right. 47 caps.
0: That's right. He was one of Strachan's go-to men wasn't he? I always
1: forget but uh, my goodness <laughs> me. <laughs> right. will it. Right. Okay. Grant I'll go with you next. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. Shea Adams dropped out the squad and was replaced by Lawrence Shankland.
0: Yep.
1: Who did Lawrence Shankland make his debut against? Who did he make his debut against? I think we, I feel it was a team. For, the, for those that can't kind of see the podcast, which is everybody apart from the people on it, as soon as I ask the question, John and Josh are both, oh, I know this, I know this. I mean, Josh is saying he knows it, but he probably does, David. Uh, <laughs> I
2: probably don't. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Ben, if you would know. got far enough in Andy Barge's book, you would have known this but. Uh, well, I probably haven't, which is why I'm going to say fair away
0: once, because I don't
1: know. Yeah, unfortunately, that is incorrect. So, John, I know you know it. Because I think, again, was this, there was something about this, I think, maybe on the, the, the quiz as well, maybe. Josh, who was it? Is
3: it
2: Kazakhstan?
1: Oh, it's no far away, though.
2: It was Russia.
3: In 2019 oh, was it, I thought I thought he got Because uh, he got a goal Against Kazakhstan Didn't he In the same nope. game that Yes no? San Marino Was no. his only goal San Marino mm-hmm. that's just, oh, I thought
1: sorry. it was San Marino Because I thought
3: he
0: actually Scored on his debut Which
2: is why yeah. I said San Marino yeah. he's far, he scored in his first start To be fair He came off the bench At half time Against Russia For Oli Burke right. um,
0: Ah Okay Okay My thinking was in the right
2: place, But I didn't get it right So there it was Is that What Walker There Grant
0: yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right In the 2004 Qualifying campaign Who scored Scotland's first goal Of that campaign?
2: The first goal of that campaign That was Stephen Thompson A 1-1 draw with Moldova Thirty votes his last game
1: Right, I'm just double checking I've got this right That is not the answer That I've got here
2: Right, our first three what? games in that World Cup. Are you talking about year 2004 or I um, Euro 2004
1: campaign? Oh, so qualified. I thought you said
2: in 2004, right? So oh. I've the question. Right, okay. So I thought you were talking about the um, World Cup, the, the, oh, right, no, right, in the right, World Cup Two, 2006. Sorry, I'll I'll go again then. Um, if that's allowed.
1: I know, mm-hmm. I. That's fine. Most, to be honest, I think almost every question here is um, <laughs> right. but, okay, so Euro related. Right, So, why Euro 2004 qualifying? Who scored Scotland's opening goal of that campaign?
2: Scotland's opening goal of that campaign was scored by Paul Lambert in a two-all draw with Fair Islands.
1: Yes, indeed, it was. Right. So after the first set of questions, I didn't know that one. Lee's there was on one. Grant is
3: on zero.
2: No, and... keep me, keep me in zero, John, because I didn't answer the question correctly. Keep it fair. Oh, I, I
3: I agree. Zero <laughs> <laughs> um, <them> point, <laughs> point 0.5 Right.
1: Okay. Right, let me see. Uh, okay. Um Josh. So this is a get this is a guessing game, right? I know you didn't like that last week. So the 2016 qualifying campaign for the Euros. Yep. Stephen Fletcher was our top scorer. Yeah. Right? But the question's not about him. Um, our second top scorer was Sean Maloney. How many goals did he score in that campaign?
3: Right, the run to the 2016 Euros. Um, you know I'll
1: what, John?
2: Go- I know you can't answer just now, but you know what? I think I
3: do. It depends it's, if he gets
2: credited for one particular goal or not. Mm, I think
3: I know the goal you mean. Um, so. Right now, that that was the campaign with Ireland and all uh, oh, that, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he got the, You got the famous one at Celtic Park against Ireland. Yeah. You, you got the deflected one against Ireland in the away game. I think he got one against Gibraltar. Wasn't a good one, weren't they? I think he got one against Gibraltar. And I'll say, mm, right, I'll say three. No.
1: What do you guys think Jordan Grant I'm
0: going to say four did he not get one of handling assuredly not four no so
1: according to the records I have then. here yeah the records I've got is that he scored five <sighs> um, and I'll go through the goals so first up he scored away in Poland in the 2 old draw
2: so he did I forgot about that goal what was scored,
1: that goal like? Scored at home, oh, obviously, against Ireland, as folks YouTube. said earlier. Um, scored two penalties against Gibraltar. That's
0: right, I remember him taking one penalty. In
1: and Rivers. then he scored the final goal of the campaign in Gibraltar, I'm pretty sure.
2: I thought you were going to include the, um, the no, disputed he he win against the
1: Georgia. Uh, well, the Georgia, when I looked at it, it has got a down their own goal. Yeah, it wasn't on Google, Must be fair uh, With that, so Right um, Grant Uh-huh So, this time we are going to Euro 2008 qualifying Yep We played Georgia at home And won 2-1 Yep Who scored the 89th minute winner? I know this what Craig B It was, well
0: done <laughs> I was watching oh, that goal this morning, that's how I remember it. Oh, <laughs> <where are> yeah. <you? laughs> I was. Oh. Went I, same... I, was tr- I was trying to remember some of the Georgia players that were in that team because Kishnishvili and the Arvaladze were in that
2: team. Arvaladze scored. Um that's right, used, used was... to go to my school. He was two years below me in high school. And Chris mm. Boyd got the the other goal. Yeah, Chris Boyd. Yeah. McLeish's first game. Right.
1: Okay. Scotland play Spain at Hamden on Tuesday night. For the first time since the tenth of October two thousand and ten, the score was Scotland two, Spain three. Now, John, who scored the three Spanish goals? Uh,
2: David Villa with a penalty, Um, Iniesta and Llorente came off the
1: bench. You are the anarch. You are. I thought I'm trying to find questions that I thought might be tricky for you. It's just, not Remember,
2: either. I did the complete the lineup with Gordon Shear on this one. You did do, I yeah. And sorry to um Gordon Sheik that we're bringing up this up. Um, I'm not sure if he'll listen to be here. So,
1: <laughs> right, okay. So, John's on two grants, on one Josh is on zero. Um, and there's no
0: questions about
1: Cypress unfortunately. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so. Spoke about, I'll give you another 20 Euro 2016 qualifying question, right? Right, who scored yeah, the last goal of Scotland's campaign?
3: Right, that was a way to Gibraltar, wasn't it? Right, that was the one where they got the photo and all that when the pitch after the game and all that slacking. Uh, now who scored what was his score in that game? It was like 5 0 or something, wasn't it? 4 or 5 6 0. Um. Oh, hold on. Oh, who, Are you there? Hold on, I'm nearly. No, I wasn't there actually. Um. Oh, who was that? Right, Fletcher, Stephen Fletcher. Oh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: made a few goals a- in that game.
3: A- a- nah, Anya, nah.
1: no. What about others? You know what? Is it Chris Martin? That means no. That's Martin scored the opener.
2: I knew he scored in the game back in the main men. Mm. James
0: Morrison?
1: No. Yeah. It was Naysmith. No, 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 In stoppage time.
2: Yeah. Can't say I no, no. remember much about the game, to be honest with you, because we're already out. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, right, Grant. In the 2004 qualifying campaign... Who were Scotland's opponents?
0: The group. Yeah. For two thousand and four, um, Germany. Yep. Yep. Um, Lithuania was in this group. Yep. Um, we obviously had the Pharaohs. Yep. As mentioned in one of your earlier questions, there's is there one more or two? I do think I think we got in the group of five, weren't we? we were up. Oh, Iceland! Yeah, well done, well done. And we struggle against them as well. Right, and
1: then to end it off, and I think you'll you'll get this question right. Um, so we won on Saturday against Cyprus. When was the last time? We won
2: an opener in Euro qualifying. In Euro qualifying, right? Okay. Um, I think I know this. I, th- I think I know this. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for it. it Scotland 6, uh, Fair Islands Snell at Celtic yep. Park. Yep. That's yeah,
1: that's what I was. Yeah, it was six nil. So ticker tape and all that. John wins.
2: Do I though? Because I don't think I answered the first question correctly. I want to hear the tiebreaker. I me and Grant tiebreaker. Let's go for it.
3: Exactly, exactly. By the way, this is a steward's inquest. Uh...
2: No, I'm holding my hands up to it, Josh. No. I didn't hear the I question right. so I'm... Andy Bars wouldn't, wouldn't have given me the point. So. Right,
1: okay. We will go for it. Which one will I pick? Right, okay. In Euro 20, 2016 qualifying, It'll be this will be our closest to your answer, right? Okay. How many goals were scored in total in the group?
0: In the group. In the group. Twenty
2: um, sixteen qualifying. See, I only remember our results. I don't, and I remember a couple of the other results, but I don't remember. I obviously remember Poland's and Ireland beating Germany, mm. which done us as well as our own downfall.
1: So who's going first? I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Brochure were bought with a screw, weren't they? So they would have they would have shipped quite a few goals. It's their first tournament, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Um. Trying to think, what's a sensible number here? The right, the correct one. No, I'm just thinking a sensible (laughs) number. I guess. Um, right,
2: I'll, I'll I'll go first. Seventy-five. I'll go one hundred and twelve. Right. So, according to the figures <laughs> that I have,
1: one of you is within two of the answer. There was hundred and ten goals scored in the group. Really? What? So that's some effort <laughs> joint to get within two.
2: That was a total guess. I'm 10 not. How goals? I was. And what I was? They, they, where my basis and my was that Gibraltar tended to concede six a lot in the group. I, I, thought, I, was, I just and and they played ten matches. I thought I'll, I'll take six this year. I don't know if they actually did concede yeah, sixty. I get that.
0: I was also with the fact that Ireland were in the group and Ireland didn't score that many goals in it. So yeah. that's why I went a little bit lower than you. But I maybe should have gone a bit higher than that.
1: We'll see if you alone. We scored twelve against them. Georgia beaten. Four 0 Uh, Poland beat them eight one. Poland beat them
0: eight one. Ireland say.
1: won four nil in Gibraltar. Well, Portugal, sorry. Um, Germany won seven nil in Faro against them. And Germany only the only beat them. Germany only beat them four nil at home. Um,
0: but yeah a lot of goals were scored against but and then Georgia won 3-0 um, but that was the that was 3-0. the first that, that was the first ever campaign wasn't it and of course
3: they scored
1: their first ever goal against us
0: didn't they Alan
3: yeah. beat them 7-0 because that was that was their chant there was a bunch there was a bunch of them in the, in a few of the pubs before it um, and their chant was we're gonna score a goal we're gonna score a goal you know over and over goals, again.
0: remember correctly.
3: Uh, it was I, I remember specifically in that game that so Russell Martin played is as, as a lone centre back.
0: <laughs> Russell
3: Martin played as a lone centre back and he had Andrew Robertson at left back and then somebody who might have been
2: Whitaker or something. I think I think Hutton at right back. Aye. If yeah. six one or seven yeah. one. I still <laughs> remember the name of the Gibraltar players called Lee
3: Cassiano. Lee Cassiano. He was a taxi driver wasn't he? That's
2: uh, right. uh, If you listen to uh, Andy Barge's um, Hamden Roar podcast, he plays that constantly. Um, I feel as I'm plugging (laughs) Andy too much here. That's all right. That's all right. Cassiar was 41, by the
0: way. (laughs) That's
2: plays for Lincoln
0: Rhythms.
3: Some taxi taxi driver, I know, by the way, up here. Um, It's complaints about the quiz, John. Um, Listen, you know how I feel about the quiz, right?
1: It's just to take part of it. Comes, see
3: isn't see it? tomorrow. See tomorrow when you end up covered in
2: venom, right? You'll know how I feel about the quiz. <laughs> um if you've seen I don't know if you've seen the group chat, um, but there was an incident in the Rangers um Celtic women's game. Um I can see Josh doing to John what um the Rangers <laughs> assistant King McPherson did to Celtic head coach Fran Alonso. Um so, basically, the game ended up a 1-1 draw. Celtic scored in the ninety-ninth minute um, to equalise, and Craig McPherson's reaction was to head back for Alonso. Not a good take. And that points to Glasgow City, those Rangers and Celtic.
1: See, I'm now trying to work out which uh, country that Chris never got right out of the six later countries. Have I seen the group chat? Let's try and... So, it's a six... Countries in the EU that have six letters on their name.
2: Well, Norway's one. Sweden. Sweden.
0: Um,
1: Latvia. Latvia. Is like a bonus quiz?
3: Oh, Greece? No, that's five. Turkey? Greece is six. Greece
1: is six. Turkey's to
2: you, it's I in the EU. EU. I don't well,
1: it. For qualifying purposes aye, but I don't think by I think it's members of the EU. Right,
2: okay. Oh. I know they applied, but I don't know if they get if they have gone or not. So,
1: um, so what have we got we got Norway, Sweden, Greece? Latvia. Poland's there. Latvia.
2: Are Latvia in the EU? Uh
0: don't know. I thought they just recently went in, like. You might be right.
1: Josh, this is a chance for you to get um... Poland. No. Yeah, they've the been of the EU's. What answer are we looking for?
3: What answer are we looking for, for
1: for the last two
2: weeks? Or Cyprus? <laughs> 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 Finally, you got one, right? How much
1: time have actually, didn't it?
2: Excellent.
1: been so looking for that. Fucking Cyprus. Uh... So on that note, I think we shall finish. Um, I quite enjoyed that alternative review of the game that we did with the ratings and the players. And yeah, three points at Hamden, please. And that will make happy football.